Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, or massively helps out. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Anort, who says, I, 22 male, suspect something between my girlfriend, 22 female, and my friend, 21 male. We all live together. Am I imagining things? I'm really freaking out right now because if what I suspect is true, this living situation is about to get really complicated. Please tell me I'm just crazy. Sorry if this is long. Background. We are two couples living together. We all attend the same university. The apartment was originally leased by my girlfriend of about two years, Alexis, 22 female, and our mutual friend Brooke, 22 female. The apartment is huge and expensive. It was originally supposed to be three girls living there, but the last one backed out abruptly. We were planning on moving somewhere cheaper, but they had put a lot of work into the apartment and loved it so much they hated the idea of leaving. I offered to move in when my lease was up in May so we could split the rent and utilities three ways. I was sleeping over often anyways. Both girls were absolutely ecstatic about the idea. Shortly before I moved in, Brooke started dating my best friend Derek. This was cool because now both couples get to hang out with their best friends and SOs all at once. It seemed perfect. Derek began sleeping over a lot and when his parents sold their house and left in October, he temporarily moved in. We haven't really pushed for him to find a new place because splitting everything four ways is helping all of us so much. But again, only Alexis and Brooke are on the lease. The apartment owner surprisingly does not mind as long as rent gets paid because we are always quiet. There are three incidents that make me think something was up. If it weren't for these combined incidents, I would never make an accusation like this because Alexis is such a sweet and shy girl and Derek has been a brother to me. They don't seem flirty, but as I mentioned before, all four of us are very close friends, so we spend a lot of time together. MWF, I'm unsure what that stands for. I did look on Google and there were several acronyms that could be associated brooke and i have early classes so we're gone by 8 a.m derek and alexis start in the afternoon so it's not unusual for them to leave together though they usually take separate cars one of these days i decided to wait for alexis outside of her class so i could surprise her with lunch i watched everyone shuffle out of the class but alexis wasn't with them i texted her asking where she was and she replied just got out of class gonna go home and study I called her to see if I had just barely missed her or something and there was no response, which I considered weird because she had just texted me a second ago. She didn't answer until much later, which is also unusual for her. She's one of those girls that's often on her phone. I ran into Brooke later in the day and she mentioned in passing that Derek had stayed home sick. She was going to bring him soup, blah, blah. At the time, I didn't think much of it. 
When I got home later that night, I noticed Alexis's car was in the exact same spot. She usually parks in guest parking because our unit only has three spaces. As a result, her car moves a lot. I asked her if she had gone to class and she got quiet before sheepishly admitting to skipping because she felt the professor sucked at explaining things. But she knows I hate when she skips classes, something that's gotten her grades in trouble before. But she recently started doing better. I kissed her and said I trusted her judgment. While I was doing the dishes, she explained how she probably won't skip again because being bored alone in the house was the worst. I laughed and we went about our business. At night, we went to bed and as I laid there drifting off, it hit me. She shouldn't have been alone because Derek was homesick, right? She was still up on her phone, so I popped awake and asked her where Derek was today since Brooke had said he was homesick. She seemed startled by the question, but that may have been from me being half asleep to suddenly wide awake with a random question. She said he was here a bit in the morning but went to do errands or something. She wasn't sure. After the other incidents, I realized that the scattered way she answered this question seemed off, but that may be just my imagination. Incident 2 I went to throw some stuff out in the kitchen garbage when I noticed a condom wrapper that was the exact same brand Alexis and I use. It wasn't super visible, sort of tucked behind a cereal box, but the distinctive color caught my eye. Brooke and Derek always use a different brand, free from the university health center, while ours are expensive Trojans. It was weird because we usually keep the wrappers in our respective room's garbage cans so they never appear in the kitchen. Furthermore, because of exams and general stress, Alexis and I hadn't slept together in a few days. I didn't really dig around for a used condom or anything. I just went back to the room to check if any of ours were missing. I really couldn't tell because we buy in bulk. My first thought was that Brooke and Derek had ran out and broke into our stash and I was upset they hadn't even asked. Later that night, I mentioned the condom wrapper to Alexis and her eyes got wide. When I mentioned my theory, she got unusually distressed. She's always very calm and went on a rant about them violating our privacy. I suggested we talk to them about it and she immediately shut the idea down and made me swear not to bring it up unless they did it again. She didn't want to have this awkward conversation, which was weird to me because we're all generally pretty open about sex given that we live together though it is possible that Alexis was being genuine because she's from a conservative small town and she doesn't talk about things as much as we do. Incident 3 Me and Derek are cool with the dudes in the apartment next to us, who are graduates from our university. We don't hang out or anything, but we have the kind of relationship where we make small talk about sports or whatever in the hall and are comfortable asking the other to keep it down without it being awkward. Last Monday, during our break... I was locking up when no one else was at the apartment, when I ran into one of the guys from next door. We talked football for a bit and then he mentioned that one of the couples in the apartment is really a fan of morning sex and that the walls were way too thin. I laughed because Alexis and I usually had sex weekend mornings when we had the house to ourselves. Brooke and Derek usually spend weekends at her parents' house, about an hour and a half away. The more I thought about it later in the day, the more I realized we hadn't been having morning sex in about a month. On the weekends, it had been more towards the evening or not at all. Did he mean on weekdays? My heart sort of dropped. I kind of want to ask him to elaborate, but the conversation ended and I feel like I missed my chance. Plus, it's a weird thing to ask and I feel like I must be being paranoid. So there you have it, relationships. Am I crazy? Am I looking for signs that aren't there or is something up? And if so, how do I proceed? 
I don't want to ask her just yet because one, I don't want to come off as crazy and jealous if nothing's up. Two, if something is up, I don't want them to start hiding it better. I was thinking of dropping by one of those mornings they're alone together, but I don't know how to time it right. If I drop by too early or late, they might get more cautious. Now to me, it definitely feels like there's a lot of stuff going on here that would leave me questioning as well. The condom thing really jumped out to me when she said about they're violating our privacy or whatever it was. And then when you said, let's approach them about it, she immediately backtracked and said, no, no, no. Because obviously this would reveal something if you was to approach them about it. And something did jump out to me as well about your neighbor telling you about hearing the morning sex. And that was the top comment on on this particular post as well. I I noticed it just as I got to the bottom. It said, your neighbor is a fucking bro and giving you a massive hint in my opinion. And it did leave me questioning through it. Is your neighbor trying to give you some kind of hint? I don't know. But we do have updates to this post in a moment, which we'll cover in a sec. But first, a couple of comments. So a throwaway account says too many coincidences. Dude, her cheating is very much a possibility. Talk to Brooke about the condom wrapper thing. You may have your answer. Which Opie replies in, I mean, I feel like I'd be violating the promise I made her to just make a huge accusation against her. If nothing's going on, I think it'll end up damaging the relationship. Brooke is sort of a loudmouth and much closer to Alexis than me. I feel like she'd definitely tell her I asked. Inky Pinky Blinky Clyde says, there's a lot of smoke here, especially in a reaction to your line of questioning. I'd give them opportunities to be alone together and then surprise them by coming back when you don't expect it. And Thipper says, I would be wondering if I were you. Altogether, these seem to be making a pattern that would lead me to wonder if something was going on. Do you think the guy next door was trying to give you a tip off? Like maybe he has seen them or heard them and know they're up to something. Maybe a surprise morning visit is in order. Leave class early and come home to say hi. Even if you don't catch them, you'll shake it up a bit. If they are up to something, they will never be sure that you won't drop in unannounced. I really hope it's nothing, but for your own peace of mind, you need to get to the bottom of it. So Opie updated their post, which says the majority you suggested that I speak to Brooke and or attempt to walk in on the act. I decided on doing both. Sunday night, everyone was back in the apartment. I had every intention of speaking to Brooke about the neighbor's comment alone. But before I could, she said something that completely threw the theory off. She told Derek to get to bed so he wouldn't be tired for work in the morning. What? I knew Derek had a job on campus, but he'd always worked the same night shifts. Being as casual as possible, I inquired how long he'd been working mornings and when he started. He said he picked up the extra shifts a month ago and worked at 9. I leave at 7.45, so it's possible for me to not have noticed that. I spent the rest of the night trying to figure out whether he was lying about that, whether he still had some mornings here at home, whether Alexis could be seeing someone other than Derek in the mornings, like some of you suggested, or again, if I was just a paranoid loser. I went to bed feeling emotionally drained and confused. The next morning, I left for classes as usual and operated on autopilot. I alternated between thinking I'd run home to check on Alexis and thinking I'd way too much work to run around based on a theory that I wasn't even sure about anymore. In the end, I walked out of my first class and straight to my car to go home. In a weird way, I sort of wished I hadn't. When I got to the apartment, Derek's car wasn't there, just Alexis. I walked to the apartment with my heart pounding all sorts of crazy. I don't know what I was expecting. Outside the apartment door, I could immediately hear a guy's voice inside. 
I heard him talking and laughing and a soft feminine mumble replying and giggling back. I've been on this subreddit long enough to see all the different reactions people have to the situation. I never once contemplated what I'd do. I pressed my ear to the door to see if I could make out what they were saying, but I could only make out a word here and there. There was a lot of giggling. Then I heard the sound of Alexis being tickled and shrieking. Maybe I should have waited more. In retrospect, I wish I did, but I couldn't take it. As soon as I started fiddling with my keys, it was dead silence in there. She was fucking Mark. I never mentioned Mark in the previous post, but he's one of the guys in the apartment next to us. Not the one that tipped me off. He's the only one I never liked. Fucking know-it-all douchebag attitude. Always made inappropriate comments towards both girls. Never thought anything of it. As soon as I opened the door, they both gave me a deer-in-the-headlights look that removed any naive doubt I may have retained that the situation was innocent. I was planning on yelling at them or demanding answers, but, and this is fucking embarrassing, my eyes began to well with tears. I didn't want them to see that shit, so I said, nice, real fucking nice, and bolted back to my car. I heard Alexis yelling my name in the hallway and picked up the pace. I sort of expected her to be chasing me, but by the time I got to the car, there was no one following me. I drove to a park that's near the apartment and sat there in disbelief. My first thought, weirdly enough, was, how is my family going to take this? What the hell am I going to tell them? My family fucking loved Alexis. They joked about our wedding and regularly called her part of the family. Then I started thinking about living arrangements. Our finals end is in about two weeks. There's no way I can handle moving now. I'm applying to an extremely competitive graduate program and I can't let anything get in the way of that. Definitely not this cheating bitch. I'm writing this from a friend's house. I explained the situation. He explained it to his parents and they welcomed me to stay in their home. I'm going to have to go back home to get some clothes sometime. I'm planning on going during this lab period. I know Alexis can't skip tomorrow. It took her an hour or so to start blowing up my phone, but once she did, it didn't stop. She started off asking me to come home and so she could explain. Before I even had the chance to respond, she sent another one begging me to come back because she was having an anxiety attack, something I always helped her through. Maybe I'm heartless, but all I could think was, good, you earned it. There was a pause and then she sent, I don't know why you get so jealous, we were just hanging out. I waited. She sent, look, I know how it looks super sketchy. Believe me, if I were you, I'd think the same thing, but we didn't do anything. He needed advice on his girl problems. You have to believe me. No, no, I don't. Normally, I would have gotten a weird sense of satisfaction watching a cheetah scramble to cover their ass, but my stupid brain just kept replaying all these great times we had together and wondering if she was cheating then too. I want to know when this started, but at the same time, I'm worried it's been going on for longer than the month I've suspected something. I received a text later that night from a number I didn't recognize. It was the nice dude from next door. He said, paraphrasing because it was a long text, that he got my number from Derek. He was extremely sorry for what I was going through and that he would have told me sooner, but he wasn't completely sure. He said he knew his friend was seeing a girl with a boyfriend, but didn't put it together until he learned the girl's name. As many of you suspected, the comment was him trying to tip me off. So yeah, I guess he's bro of the year. I don't think Derek and Brooke know yet. I haven't texted them. I haven't found the words. It's going to turn our living arrangement and friendships upside down. I guess I should message them before Alexis paints a different picture. I wonder what cool neighbor said when he asked for my number. I don't think he told them. 
they would have said something, right? Unless they took her side. Then I've lost my girlfriend and friends. Any advice on coping with something like this, especially from those who have been there before? Please let me know. I don't have many friends to reach out to besides the guy I'm staying with. Alexis, Brooke, and Derek were basically my family. Alexis and I had talked about spending our lives together. I'd never been serious about a girl the way I was with her. Edits, and I'm seriously moved by the amount of support you guys are giving me here. Please keep them coming. I may not reply to all the comments, but I've read each one on both posts. I'm going to tell Derek and Brooke soon. I'll try to do a follow-up when I have some sort of plan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. OP continues the updates, which says I got a lot of messages urging me to join Red Pill. This experience has soured my view of Alexis, not women in general. I got some messages saying I write too well and this is obviously made up. I have two words for you. I wish. A clarification on the last update. I wasn't clear about what I see when I walked in. They weren't literally fucking. They were just sitting on the couch with a deer in the headlights look that was incredibly incriminating and they both went quiet. It was just obviously not a, hey, guess who dropped by situation. Anyways, on to the update. I've been extremely busy with the semester ending and I took the majority advice to bury my head in work. I spent a lot of time at the library because Alexis never goes there. In the process of posting the last update, I realized how dumb it was that I hadn't contacted Derek and Brooke with my side. I screenshotted the text from the cool neighbor, Will. Side note, all names have been changed except Mark because fuck you, Mark. (laughs) Within the minute, Derek was blowing up my phone with calls and texts that made it very apparent he didn't know anything. At the same time, Alexis was sending texts begging me to meet up with her. I was feeling miserable and sent back a single text to Derek saying I wasn't feeling up to talking. Then put my phone away for the night. In the morning, I got a text saying to meet him at my favorite restaurant for dinner and drinks on him, assuring me that no one would be there not even Brooke. I haven't had an appetite since everything went down, but the offer meant a lot and I really did want to see him so I decided to go after classes. I got to the restaurant first and had my heart in my throat worrying that Alexis would somehow be there, but she wasn't. Derek came up to me and gave me a big hug and opened up with, dude, what the fuck? So here's where the shit gets a bit crazy and dramatic. A lot of you suggested that Brooke might side with Alexis or had been covering up for her the whole time. I wasn't so sure because while she is close to Alexis, her and I have been friends for a bit longer. According to Derek, as soon as he told Brooke, she was absolutely furious. In his words, I sort of wanted to bitch Alexis out, but Brooke took care of that and then some. 
Remember how I said Alexis came from a conservative small town? Her parents had no idea that we were living together and she constantly stressed that they couldn't know or they'd cut her off financially. They liked me enough to be polite, but they were constantly worried her relationship would distract her from school and didn't want her getting pregnant or whatever. Derek said that Brooke demanded Alexis pack her things and find a new place or she'd call up her parents and tell them everything. Derek told me that later that night. Alexis was sitting in the living room, hugging a sweater I'd left behind and wailing at the top of her lungs that her life was over when Brooke yelled from her bedroom. Well, maybe you shouldn't have fucked Mark then. Imagining that moment was kind of funny. Brooke's always been a very no-nonsense girl with a hot temper, but I definitely didn't expect this. It was extremely touching that she took the cheating that seriously. During that dinner, all my fears that I'd lost my friends were completely washed away and I was able to choke down a few pieces of sushi. When we left dinner, Derek promised to let me know when Alexis was gone so I could move back in. I declined his offer because one, even if she does move out, everything in that apartment reminds me of her, including Derek and Brooke. Two, Alexis and Mark probably fucked in my room, so I really don't want to sleep in it. Three, in the current emotional state I'm in, I don't want to be third-wheeling a happy couple, even though I'm sure they'd be considerate. He'd understood my point, but said to let him know if I changed my mind, because Brooke and Alexis' friendship seems to be pretty over. This week has been pretty uneventful. I keep having to dodge Alexis. Luckily, I'm in an undergraduate program that only has 60 students, so we have a lot of our classes together. I asked two friends to keep an eye out for her after giving them a spark note to the story and started showing up to class at last minute. As far as I know, she only waited outside one of my classes. I got a text saying, bitch has been spotted in front of classroom. Waterworks in process. Proceed with caution. I ended up skipping the class because I didn't know if she was going to leave and I really didn't want to risk it. Later that night, she sent me a really long Facebook message explaining everything from the beginning and it sort of made me sick to read. I contemplated not reading it, but once I opened it, I just had to. She said that he'd been flirty with her in the halls. As I mentioned before, he would say inappropriate shit to both girls and she tried to be friendly back, but it must have come off as flirting because he kissed her mid-sentence one day. She said she felt guilty that she led him on and that guilt prevented her from shooting him down in future advances because she felt like it was her fault it happened and she has trouble saying no. She said they'd only slept together three times and she hated it. He had pushed her into it. Not rape, but I don't know. I never said yes either. And she was going to end it during the conversation I walked in on. She said she understood if I needed some time and some space, but she'd absolutely do anything to make it right and would spend the rest of her life making it up to me by treating me like a king. I'd never have to cook, clean, or do my laundry again. Give me full access to her phone and passwords. She even suggested we install Life360, an app that allows you to track someone's location through their phone so I would know where she is at all times. Cut off all contact with Mark and all her male friends, just for good measure, I guess. Make up sex whenever I wanted. Yeah, that sounds like a healthy relationship, right? I didn't answer. I kind of wanted to keep her on Facebook and watch the shit show unfold. She was posting dramatic statuses and song lyrics about mistakes, forgiveness, and some from our song. But I know how I am. I didn't want to compulsively check her page or go through old photos, so I blocked her. Derek sent me a text a few hours later saying, she's crying and screaming about you blocking her. Lol. In happier news, the family I'm staying with is fantastic. 
I felt a little guilty about taking up their space, electricity, etc. So I offered to put down rent and pay for some bills. I'm unemployed, but my family gives me a decent allowance for rent and food, but they declined. My dad said, first month's free. If you need more time, then we'll talk about it and winked. My friend was telling me that they have hosted his and his sister's troubled friends, so it wasn't a big deal. Still, I'm unbelievably grateful. As for Will, the awesome neighbor, I called him to thank him for everything. I wasn't up to inviting him for dinner just yet, but I will. He apologized profusely. He says he can't stand Mark, not just for what he did with Alexis, but for various other things that I won't go into. He told me that Mark has been unusually quiet the past few days and told another one of the guys that he'd gotten dumped. Whatever, I don't want to think about it. So that's really all I have for you guys. I'm still going to be friends with Derek and Brooke, but I'm going to limit my contact with him because they remind me of Alexis so much. I sent Brooke a message thanking her for kicking Alexis out and she said she'd do it regardless of whether or not I move back in. She's going to give me a heads up on when Alexis is gone so I can get the rest of my things. In the meantime, I'm spending a lot of time studying, applying to grad schools and hanging out with the guy I'm living with. Earlier this week, I posted onto my university's Facebook group searching for roommates for next semester. I already have a few replies. I'm going to wait until after finals to tell my parents about the situation because my mum asks a million questions about everything and I'm not in the mood to answer them. Again, thank you, thank you for all the messages. I did not expect this level of attention and while it has made me a bit paranoid someone will recognize the story from the details, fuck it, I needed the support. I fucking love you guys. And OP did update the post one more time, which says, well, I really wasn't planning on updating, but a lot of you prodded me for one, and I do owe you guys after all the ones of support I received. Once finals ended, I did well given the circumstances, everything hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, almost worse than the initial insult. I removed all my social media pictures with her, threw out stuff that reminded me of her, took our songs off our playlist, yada yada. We've been inseparable since we met, so this was over two years of accumulated memories. Long story short, it was very hard, but I had an urge to get it all done before the new year. That whole cliche new year, new me thing, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, one particular Redditor sent me a message about how Alexis might have been driven to suicide now that she's lost everything. Her closest friends, her boyfriend in her apartment. And that seems like an overdramatic prediction, but I couldn't get out of my mind after reading it. What Alexis did was absolutely freaking terrible, but I feel like a final conversation might give me better closure and maybe help her understand that it's completely over and get her to move on. So I planned to meet with her before everyone went home for break. A lot of you were big on the icing her out, so I'm genuinely sorry to disappoint, but I had to do this for me. I sent Alexis, if you want to talk, we can meet up somewhere, but there's no way we can be together after what happened, so please don't ask, okay? She responded almost immediately, asking when and where. We arranged to meet at an off-campus coffee place. When I got there, she was already at the table and got up to hug me. I waved her away and she jerked back like a puppy that had been kicked. I felt shitty immediately, but I wanted to get it over with. We made some stupid small talk. She asked how I'd been, how were finals, etc. But I sort of interrupted it. I asked her if she'd been unhappy with our relationship. Her eyes got real wide and said, no, 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 no a bunch of times and got quiet. So I asked her why, if she wasn't unhappy. Basically, she retold a story about having trouble saying no and him being so pushy. I stopped her and asked her to cut the BS and just take responsibility. That maybe excused her actions up until he kissed her mid-sentence. But sex three times? 
Yeah, no. She looked down, shrugged and muttered, you are right, I know. At this point, she started tearing up and said she was so sorry that I'd never understand how sorry she was. Then she asked if there was any chance we could be together again, which I was kind of expecting even though I told her not to. I just shook my head. I told her she could still live with Derek and Brooke if she wanted to, but she declined and told me she already had plans to move in with another girlfriend of hers. From here on out, the conversation went in circles, with her trying to explain away her actions with her difficulty turning down guys due to her fear of being seen as a frigid bitch and me trying to get her to admit that excuse was garbage. I don't know why. I just really needed her to stop using that crutch and admit she had ruined a perfectly good relationship with a very real future all on her own. But she just wouldn't. She was always stubborn. Finally, I let it go and we parted ways somewhat amicably. As I was leaving, she grabbed my hand and parted her lips to say something but ended up shaking her head and letting go. The conversation made me feel worse than I had before at first, but ultimately, it really made me see she was never the kind of person I wanted to be with without the cheating. She never took responsibility for everything. Failed classes were because the professor was incompetent, not finding a job slash internship was bad luck and not a lack of effort, etc. I just never really thought about it too hard. I think I was still in the honeymoon stage or something. Something equals I'm an idiot sometimes. So at this point, I leave the coffee place and ask Derek to hang out. I ended up going to the apartment and although Brooke was there, she mostly stayed in her room. We drank some beers and played some video games. It really cheered me up. We also talked a bit about everything that happened. He admitted that they hadn't been able to find a third roommate. Aside from complete strangers, they'd rather not move in and asked me again to stay with them. I could tell he really wanted me to and I felt guilty about them being stuck with the lease, so I accepted. I told them I needed to wait until Alexis took her things though. The furniture is hers from before I even moved in and I still don't want to sleep in that bed. Also, Brooke apologized for getting so involved in the situation and yelling at Alexis. Apparently, her stepdad had cheated on her mum and is a sore subject for her. I told her I genuinely didn't mind and she was welcome to do it again if the mood struck her. I also bought Will some food and drinks at a great place near campus. A lot of you wanted to know the other shit Mark had done that had Will so pissed off. Apparently, he had to be harassed to pay rent, claiming he couldn't contribute to any of the household expenses, like dish soap, light bulbs, cleaning supplies, and regularly came in yelling and laughing at odd hours and agreeing to keep it down and carrying on at the same volume. The standard douchebag roommate crap, really. Will is a really cool guy. We talked about the situation with Alexis, but also about school and sports. It was actually pretty fun. I eventually did tell my folks about the situation, and as expected, my mum bombarded me with a thousand questions and cried a lot. So that was fun. Going home made me feel a little better, but my older brother got engaged on Christmas Eve, and given the recent circumstances, I wasn't as excited for him as I should have been, which made me feel like a shitty sibling. Plus, this all my family can talk about now, and I'm just not in the mood. Life isn't perfect now, but I'm doing better. Alexis moved her shit out and I bought a second-hand bed and dresser off another student. I had my first round of classes last week and although I'm going to sound like a total nerd, the courses are really cool. Hands-on and the professors are incredibly cool people. Eric and Brooke have been really supportive and don't make me feel like the third wheel at all. I saw Mark in the hallway once and he totally ignored me and I ignored him. But the urge to punch him in the face was very real. I guess that's something that will go away over time. I almost wanted to call him out on the whole thing, but with the kind of person Willis described, the conversation would have gotten me nowhere and probably pissed me off more. 
Sorry this update isn't as exciting as the previous ones. Thank you for your love and support Reddit. It really, really helped me through such a bad time. And you say that you're sorry that it wasn't as exciting, but I find it wonderful that you explain how your life is now. And you, like you say, it's not perfect, but you're doing better. And that's a wonderful step in the right direction to me. But now I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, support, and time, not just towards me, but towards the OP as well, and the comments, and towards one another down in our comments below. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much. And hopefully, we'll see you in the next one. Take care, and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and Brush my teeth up, watch my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, gun. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that's a damn.